back to It's the Little Things podcast. I'm super excited today to have Maddie here with me. Um, it's a beautiful Saturday morning here in Fort Worth. How's your morning there in Georgia? It's going great. It's sunny and we're happy over here. <laughs> awesome. Great. So Maddie and I, I came across her on TikTok again and um, just messaged her and she messaged back and she's so, so sweet. And we had a phone call the other day and just kind of talked and got to know each other a little better but Maddie why don't you tell the podcast um a little bit about yourself and what makes you you and then um a little bit about your testimony yeah guys hi I'm so excited to be here and I'm just so blessed to have this conversation this morning um I am currently a senior in college I go to Kennesaw State um I'm loving college and I live in an apartment with one of my best friends currently and um yeah, it's awesome. I grew up here. I live in um, Georgia. I've grown up here, like outside of the Atlanta area, basically my whole life. Um, so this is where I'm rooted and where I'm growing. And it's just so beautiful. Um, <clears throat> I'm currently, uh, I do like a lot of like social media influencing and stuff. And so that's kind of how uh, it's probably found on TikTok and stuff. <laughs> I just love, that's just how I found that I love to share the word and I just connect so beautifully with so many people and get to do opportunities like this and so it's just so beautiful and so that's currently what I'm doing um, I'm studying PR and marketing in school and so I really want to I just recently developed the passion to open up my own store potentially soon and I would love to do something along the lines of that and um, like women's boutique and like potentially like opening a uh, my own like women's ministry and stuff and so just getting to do like little opportunities like this um, and just like sparking more of a passion for my dreams in the future of just where I'm going is just so beautiful and so um, yeah that's kind of just where I'm at right now uh, kind of all over the place you know but um, it's great we love it we're here for it um, but yeah, just a little bit of a backstory of, you know, how I've got here is, um, again, I grew up here. I grew up outside of Atlanta, um, my whole life. I grew up in a Christian household with two beautiful parents and two brothers. I'm a middle child, only girl. <laughs> and so, um, growing up, my parents always just encouraged us, you know, just growing in our faith. And, um, we went to church and we went to community groups and Bible studies. And so we were always surrounded by such good things. And, um, our child, my childhood was honestly so beautiful and I'm just so thankful for it. Um, but growing up, I went, um, going into middle school and then high school, I really developed this like pattern of, you know, okay, I'm going to church. I'm going to Bible study. I'm going to community group. I'm doing all these things all the time, surrounded by good things. So I have to be a good person. I have to be like this perfect person. I have to have it all together. And so, you know, I fell into the rhythm of like playing a role of this like perfect Christian girl. Um, I wanted to be that for other people. I wanted to please other people. I never wanted to let anyone down. And, you know, I, including my parents or my friends or whoever, and so I really just lived my life just earlier on in faith, just playing this role. And I never really, you know, sought fulfillment in the Lord. I never really saw, you know, the Lord as like my father. Um, I always like thought, you know, I can't be, I can be in a relationship with the Lord, but like not that deep. He doesn't really, you know, want that with me, you know? And so I was like, I'll just do good works and all, that's it. You know, it'd be great. And so that led me to really seek, you know, fulfillment from other people because I wasn't seeking that in the quiet place with the Lord. And so I went into like high school and I 
playing that role of this like perfect Christian girl, having it all together, I really found myself in such an empty space in life. And I was like, I don't know why I feel like this. Like, I feel like I'm doing everything right. And, you know, I feel like I'm, you know, doing all these things for, for, and with the Lord. And I feel as though, you know, I'm going to church and my attendance is there and, you know, everything is going great, but I still feel this aching in my heart and I couldn't put my finger on it as to why I felt like that. And so instead of, you know, digging deeper into that feeling, I kind of stuffed it down and I tried to fill it with, you know, people. And so, and what they thought of me and what they wanted me to be. And so I saw a lot of my validation and a lot of who I was and my identity in people, especially in relationships. I, you know, um, my sophomore year of high school, I got into this, you know, dating relationship. And although it was great, it did not have the foundation of the Lord. I kind of like left God on the back burner and was like, I, need this relationship. Like I need to seek validation from this relationship or my identity and let it tell me who I am. Like all I wanted, I wanted to be loved. I wanted to be wanted. And I saw that as available in that relationship. And so the Lord was just not our foundation. And so we went in and through that relationship until my um, freshman year of college. And so that just lingered and that carried out and that, and I um, found that I was getting so attached to this pattern of seeking that validation, seeking that wanting to be loved, seeking that, you know, just fulfillment in that relationship. And I was never getting it. And so I was still feeling so empty, but I was still going back for more um, <clears throat> because, you know, going um, into that relationship, I didn't have that foundation. And so I just wanted more and more and more and more. And so um, fast forward into my um, freshman year of college, still dating this guy, you know, still going about life, still going through the like motions of life and the motions of faith. And um, then all of a sudden that relationship ends. And then who are you? You know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm in the, I was in such a dark space because, and that breakup was so hard for me because I saw this guy as everything. I was like, this person is where my identity lied. This person is where all my love was flowing from and where I would seek everything from. And so when that left me, I was completely broken because I didn't have that foundation of the Lord. I didn't have that quiet space with the Lord who I went to as my first love. I went to this guy as my first love. Mm -hmm. And that just was not, ended up not being the best thing for me. And I had to realize that in a, in a hard way. Um, but now like where I'm at now, you know, fast forwarding to like life as of now, I, um, looking back, I was like thinking the other day, actually, when I, before we got on this podcast, I was like, gosh, God, you are just so faithful. You're just so faithful. And that's all I can say about like the story that, you know, I've been walking with him is that even though I went through that relationship and even though it ended and things were rocky, like you were there the whole time, the whole time. And so I would like, even seeing like, God, even in those times I was disobedient to you, you were there and you saw it before. You went before me and you saw, you knew exactly how I was going to respond. You knew exactly who I would choose. You knew exactly what I was going to do. And you chose me every single time. And even when I felt like you weren't there, and even when I felt like you weren't um, pursuing me or you weren't fulfilling me or you wouldn't love me, you did anyway, you know? And so it's like, even though I couldn't feel it, he was really working in me. And so when I hit that dark spot, you know, I finally came to the realization, like, the Lord is like, as simple as it is, the Lord is the only one who can fulfill me. 
And I can't go to anyone else to be that for me because everyone else around me is trying to figure the same thing out and they can't provide, um, in my heart, the God-sized hole that needs to be filled only by God. And so like now it's like, I'm in a dating relationship now and, you know, I love where I'm at and I love my friends and I love my relationship and I love my family, but I don't seek that validation because, you know, I did hit that hard spot, but also God was the only one that could bring me up out of it and hold me and call me his and say, you know, I do love you. I do want you. I desire you. And that was what I was searching for my whole life. And if I would have just like looked up to the Lord... I would have found that in him. And so it was just, it was just a long period of time. I was searching and searching and searching and trying and trying and trying, but it wasn't until I laid all of that down that I was able to see the Lord has already written this on my heart. Mm -hmm. If I would have just, if I would have just sat with the Lord and just understood the fact that everything that I wanted was already found in him, Mm -hmm. I would have saved myself from so much heartbreak. Although I'm thankful for it now because I wouldn't have been able to realize it now, but I would have looking back and like, man, I would have saved myself so much heartbreak if I would have just looked up, you know? Yeah. So that's a lot, but (laughs) no, no, that was really, that was really good. Um, so for somebody, let's say somebody that's listening is going through something similar, how would you suggest to them or like some advice you would give them of getting out of that rut of seeking validation Mm -hmm. in others and not in Christ? Yeah, it's such a sticky situation to be in because you find it as such like a such like a normal thing to go to. And um, I know like from personal experience, I know how easy it is to run to something that's right in front of you mm-hmm. that you can see that you can hear. Like um, if I needed like if I was feeling like down or whatever, say, for instance, and I needed some like I need to be picked up. I needed to be reminded of who I was. I went to that guy. Like, I was like, okay, like, please, like, give me something, like, tell me, you know, like, and of course it was encouraging, but I need to run to God first because I kept going back and back and back and still feeling empty mm-hmm. by words that could not fulfill me, you know? And so as someone who walked through those seasons of going to people for that validation and seeking people to fill me, um, <clears throat> it, like, like I said, like, even just like getting yourself in a place where you have to really discipline your heart to do the things that you may not want to do. So for instance, like I, although I wanted to go to this like guy or go to my friends for that instant, like temporary fix, Mm -hmm. I needed to sit with the Lord, read my word and dive in, even though that wasn't the first thing that I wanted to do. And so I, I would say just putting yourself in a position where, you know, you value not only yourself enough, but you value your relationship with the Lord enough to choose God first and to sit with God first Mm -hmm. on, um, you know, trying to seek that validation because not only will God fulfill it then, but he's going to keep your cup overflowing. Mm -hmm. And that's something that people cannot provide. And that's something so important to realize, even like whatever stage of life you're in, that's so important to realize is that people are not going to be able to fill you the way that you think they can. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. So something I struggled with personally, um, my freshman year was always thinking everybody's mad at me. Like I would just, I I had like these new group of friends. I joined this softball team and I'm like, okay, so, um, if I don't perform well on the field, they're not going to like me. If I, Mm -hmm. if I am not exactly what they want, 
as a freshman, if I'm not like laid back and chill and just do whatever they say, they're going to hate me. And so I struggled with finding like genuine friends. Mm -hmm. And then after I started this podcast and actually, and I never put two and two together, but when I started just like spending more time with God and spending more time, just realizing all the many things he had in my life, I was able to put that aside and be like, even if you are mad at me, obviously I don't want my friends mad at me, but like, I'm not going to sit and just think and dwell on that all the time Mm -hmm. because I was finding my validation in them and was like, you know, if you don't like me, who am I? If you don't see me as one of your friends, what am I doing? Because I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm 14 hours away from home. I just need friends. I need people to like me out here. So I'm going to just listen, but yeah. So that's kind of what I struggled with. And now, now I'm like, I, I I just and like don't have that issue anymore. I'm just like there's more peace in me. But it was that feeling of always feeling like, oh my gosh, are you talking bad about me? Are you doing this? Yeah. And I'm like, obviously those aren't real friends. And so um my mm-hmm. sophomore year, it was with the same group of girls. They never did anything wrong, but it was <laughs> it was me that was always just like, what are, what, what am I doing wrong? But the same group of girls are now like some of my best friends, and I just love talking to them. And so finding that piece not only helped our relationship because I wasn't asking them every single day hey are you mad at me and now I'm able to actually have like genuine deep conversations about Christ with them because I'm not so focused on me and my validation in other people and so but yeah that's kind of how I like faced that issue as well and luckily I didn't have a huge issue with um dating because my dad was pretty strict about dating growing up (laughs) and so I didn't really have to worry about that and I and I thank him every day for that because if I found my validation in my friends I definitely would have been searching for validation in guys so I'm glad I was protected from that and not having to worry about that but um yeah I just have a pretty pretty awesome dad and at the time I was like this is so annoying like the boys can date oh yeah girl he's like yeah there's a double standard I was I was like (laughs) I was like uh dad this is a double standard and he said yeah it's a double standard and I don't care I want it to be a double standard I know it's a double standard I don't care and now obviously my dad's gonna text me and be like oh I know I told you so um yeah but (laughs) but yes um so with social media, so you said you're yeah. kind of in kind of like a micro influencer type B and you're yeah. working on that. And I see that on um, TikTok and Instagram and stuff. How do you not find validation in like the likes and the followers and stuff? Mm-hmm. Because I know that gets difficult. And I do that sometimes. It's like the other day at work, um, this girl has told everybody at work. I have a podcast. Like I told her the first day I met her and now she's telling everybody. And so they always are asking me about it. But my boss was like, how many followers do you have? Like, do you have lots of people listening? And instantly I just Mm -hmm. felt like this, it felt like embarrassing. Cause I was like, uh, like I have enough. That's, that's what, that was what my answer was. I was like, I I have enough. And, um, because I'm always told like, it doesn't matter if you just reach one person. And so it's so hard. Cause I was finally getting past that point. And then they were like, I just felt like I took like five steps backwards. (laughs) They're like, okay, so are you like famous now? And I'm like, no, but I don't really need to be. And it's so funny because I was reading, sorry, I know I asked you this question, but I'm going off on a tangent, but I was reading Radical by David Platt. And I think I've talked about it a few times, but he, um, wrote in how the Lord had 12 disciples and he invested like almost all of his time on earth 
in those people. And he was saying how important it was to find those people. It's not about finding a thousand people. It's finding those, those, those 10 or five or one person that's going to be genuine and actually seek the faith of the, with the Lord. like And so I thought that was so important because it's so true. Like you're not, you don't want just a bunch of people that just blatantly follow the Lord, just like with their eyes closed. You want people to follow the Lord intensely. And if that means you just put more effort into them, that's what he's wanting you to do. He doesn't want just a bunch of lukewarm Christians. He wants some fiery lava hot Christians that are hot for him and everything. So anyways, how do you not found validation in like social media and stuff? Um, definitely something that I struggle with for a very long time. Um, I feel like, like you said, like you have people who kind of like ask you about it, like when it's kind of like getting noticed and stuff and like, um, then you just start like kind of asking yourself questions. Like, I feel like once it's brought up in conversation, like then it's like kind of like exposed and then you're like uh well actually I wasn't thinking about it like that until now and now I'm like all over the place about it (laughs) and so um I feel like for me I am a person who just gets so in my head about things Mm -hmm. literally about everything and so one of those things for the longest time was definitely social media and I think for a very long time I would post things and I would share things that were most of the time kind of overexposing my heart on social media just for that validation. I, I searched so much for in like those, especially in that period of healing from that relationship that we kind of talked about when like I got out of that, I posted in periods of time when I wasn't fully healed to seek that validation from people. And so, and I noticed like, okay, yeah, like a lot of people are in the same space and like, cool. Like a lot of people, like I'm connecting with a lot of people on this level, like not saying don't be vulnerable, vulnerable on social media, but not being vulnerable in a space that you're not healed yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where it really started for me is like, I was getting that, you know, like temporary satisfaction with like how people were reaching out to me and like were there for me and like even through social media. And so I was, I made it such a goal to, you know, grow my following, grow my likes, grow this, grow that, because I was getting that affirmation from it. And so I just wanted it to grow. And so it really wasn't until like a year and a half ago that like, I really realized I was like, okay, yeah, like I, I give my life to you, God, but do I give my, my platform to you? Mm -hmm. Do I give what I do to you? Or do I just leave that for me? Like, is that just where like, I can make, make my desires grow and I see my kingdom grow and I leave you on the back burner? Like, no, anything I post or anything that I share, I had to realize is completely meaningless. Mm -hmm. If it's not, with and by the Lord or for the Lord. And so that's a big realization I had to, you know, the Lord really revealed to me, like while growing, like my platform and stuff is like, my platform was never my platform Mm -hmm. and it's never going to be my platform. And if I think that it is, it's, it's not going to, it's not going to grow to anything meaningful because it's not in and through the Lord. And so like now it's like, I I definitely can see and I've been in those seasons where it's like it's so hard to not get wrapped up in social media but you have to like for me it's literally like I have to put myself in the position to be like God before I literally get on this app (laughs) I give 
all of my thoughts. I give all of my desires to grow my own kingdom to you. I give any person who, if I like post something, like even like if it's like just a cute little photo with some friends or it's like something like it's on my heart, I'm like, God, let this be only for you and let these words only be from you. Mm-hmm. I don't want this to be about me because if it's about me, it only can go so far. Mm-hmm. And so I want my, I want my, you know, social media to exude the Lord in such a way that it speaks to people's heart. And then it's not just something you scroll past because it's for me, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I yeah. think that you, you can really, you can really feel, you know, like even for me, like, it's like, like, I love social media. I love, you know, like I love connecting with people. Like I got to connect with you through social yes, media. So, yes. They're beautiful. But also I think that it can be such a dangerous place if your heart is not in the right place to be on it. And so I had to take a step away from social media. I was like, I'm doing a social media fast. <laughs> like, I'll be off social media if you need me. <laughs> if you need me, so, here's my number. Here's my number. Yeah. And so I took like a month and a half off social media. And in those times, I really was like, <clears throat> before I took that, I was like, I found myself only seeking that validation from people, only trying to grow my following for me and, you know, trying to get my name out there. But once I took that break, you know, I realized like what a dangerous spot that can be when I'm in that. And so, and then also, you know, just praying like, Lord, like even as silly as it sounds like praying for your social media platform, but people like you're connecting with people on such a different level because people are going to social media, you know, to, for also that validation. So like so many people with struggling with this like dark space in social media, like I'm like, God, let this platform be your platform and allow it to be used for for the good of your people and for your glory. That's as simple as that. And I don't want, you know, people to come to my, uh, my platform or go on social media, just constantly comparing or constantly wanting to, you know, um, grow their platform. How can I grow my platform? How can I get this? Like, no, like, give it to God and watch it grow. And that doesn't mean watch it grow in following. That means watch it grow in the sense of watch how God will use, you know, your platform to speak to the people who are there and to speak to the people who are reading and who are listening and who are watching, like watch it connect with people on such a deeper level than you ever could. And when I started doing that, when I really, when I got back on social media, this is actually so funny. When I got back on social media, I literally lost like, so many followers like I lost like 4,000 followers in like oh a month and word. a half a lot and you know and I was like you know me before this I would have been so crushed I would have been like what am I doing wrong like what the heck mm-hmm. you know and so but God's like you know he's like I'm taking it all away I'm shipping it back because I want this to be fresh. I want this to be new. And Mm -hmm. so like that really put me in a place too, to be so, um, you know, just realize like, okay, like social media is a great thing, but it's not, it's not the only thing. Mm -hmm. And also it's like the Lord can speak to whoever the Lord's going to bring whoever he wants to bring, you know? Mm -hmm. And so he just, I was like, take it all away. Take my platform. You got it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah you got it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I had heard somebody saying that as well. Um, a girl that was on the podcast a while ago said kind of something similar about how she was like, I only post something when I pray about it and feel led to post it. She was like, 
you know, I just have to realize that a lot of times is my heart and my mind in the right place when I'm posting something. And so I'd never really even thought of that. I'm like, oh yeah. I just kind of thought of it as like posting so that my followers can see like what I'm up to or something. Yeah. But it's so true because it's not, our whole purpose on this earth is to glorify God. And so if I'm posting about what I'm doing and which is not necessarily bad, um, but like, if my heart's not in the right place where I'm just like posting so that, like you said, I'm getting validation from others, and like lots of people commenting on my post saying, oh my goodness, you look so cute or you're so pretty. Mm-hmm. And like, that is getting validation from others. And so if my heart is just purely posting something just for that validation, mm-hmm. it's not in the right place because yeah. that's not, that's not what platforms are supposed to be used for in context of being a Christian. Like we are on this earth to glorify God. And so that other people can find him. And so the the lost will see him through us. And that's what's so hard is because social media has become this. If you post every day of the month, your followers are going to grow. If you do this, if you put hashtag explore page and like all this (laughs) stuff, like that's kind of what's been all over my TikTok. And so I'm kind of just like, I I did I did get in this little rut where I was like oh my goodness I can get like brand deals from people and like if I post more often and then I'm like but that's not that's not the goal that should not be my goal is just to get a bunch of followers and just be like getting free stuff which obviously everybody likes free stuff but (laughs) like you know it's just it's just a whole like heart where your heart is like you said and your mindset and so it's become something very difficult for me and it's not even just comparing myself to others and finding validation in social media it's also just a waste of time sometimes like tiktok has become a vacuum of my free time like i'm literally on it all the time and like (laughs) my my boyfriend's or adam he always is like india you post so many tiktoks and i'm like because i get in this mindset where i'm like oh my gosh i'm a creative genius and i'm gonna post like five tiktoks right now because i'm so freaking hilarious and everybody needs to see that and so i'm posting these tiktoks and he's like india i can't he's like india i can't keep up and i'm like i know i can't keep up either because i i just get in this place where i'm just like oh my gosh this idea is funny this idea is funny this idea is funny and luckily i've been able to post about like my podcast and the people on it and stuff like that and like little short messages that blues drinking in the background so (laughs) but I get in this like time where I'm just like I TikTok is the easiest way to reach so many people and so I'm like if I make a video about Jesus and something about him that could reach so many people and so TikTok is easier for me to have that mindset but Instagram is harder because it's like likes matter so much on Instagram. And it's been that yeah. way since, I mean, I was in middle school. I remember getting <laughs> likes on an Instagram post and being so excited when it hit 12 likes. And then it no longer said like each individual person who liked it. Yes. And I was like, yes. oh my You're gosh, like, like, I'm going viral. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> and so I got to the point where it was just, it was just this <clears throat> mindset of like, oh my goodness, like, <laughs> now I have 500 followers now when I moved and I got a thousand followers just from knowing more people at school. And so it just became this like game where it was like, how many people can I get? And, and, um, it was just kind of this, this crazy thing. And like you said, social media can be great. And if you use it for the right reasons, it's awesome. But it also is something that you have to protect your heart and mind from 
as well, because it becomes so dark and twisted and your, your mindset and where your heart is kind of gets lost along the way. And so then it becomes this whole thing. That's just not fun. And it becomes more of like a job and it's not supposed to be feeling like, Oh my gosh, what time of the day should I post? Like, Oh my goodness. I posted, I posted today and it didn't get as many likes as when I posted the other day at like five o'clock. And my sister and I had that issue when we were in Colorado and we were posting like our ski pictures. And she was like, India, I really want to like delete my, and I love Amber. So I don't want this to sound bad about her. Cause I did the same thing, but like, she was like, I posted at like three o'clock today and it didn't get that many likes. So I think when I post at like five o'clock tomorrow and I was like, okay. So I posted mine at the same time. And I was like, I didn't get a lot of likes either. And we were just sitting there talking about likes. And then eventually I was like, I, I don't even care. Like, yeah, it, it shouldn't matter that much. I, I, but I, I was the same way. I lost so many followers when I started my podcast and I was like, dad, like, am I doing something posting dumb content? Like, are people just unfollowing me? Cause I'm annoying. He was like, don't, don't look at the followers. That does not matter. Adam's like, Adam said the same thing. He said, it doesn't matter. Don't do it for the wrong reasons. Do it for the right reasons. And it's yeah. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Yeah. And then it comes into like your mind and you're like, like, I feel like I hear that we hear these conversations so often of like, yeah, just like, don't look at it. Like, don't look at it. But then like my mind goes to, I'm like, but, but how, <laughs> I'm like, but how do I not, you know? And so I think like for anyone listening right now, like, and you're struggling with this, you know, like you're struggling with anytime you get on social media, you look at how many followers you have, you count every single time you get in your follower, like, like by every detail, like likes, you know, how many saves you're getting on a post, whatever it is, go into social media and honestly, anything in your life, knowing who you are, you have to know who you are. And that's something that that's like the biggest thing that advice I can give to anyone who is on social media or trying to grow their following. Like, that's great. Like, like if you think like, if you love creating, if like, like I love to create content, I love to do it. I love photography. I love what social media has to offer, you know, with connecting with brands, connecting with people, like how we get to do this because of social media. Like, I think that it can be such a beautiful thing again, but I also think it can be so dangerous when you don't know who you are and you're going to Instagram and you're going to TikTok to find out who it is you need to be to make it. And the world does not need more of the person that you're trying to be like, they need more of Jesus. And so how are you going to be more like Jesus? You got to be in your word. You got to know who you are um, in and through Christ. And when you go to the platforms, when you're sharing, you know, your heart and when you're being creative, when you're showing your creative juices and they're flowing and it's awesome let it echo Jesus. It's not going to echo Jesus if you're not in the word and if you don't know Jesus and if you're not in relationship with Jesus. And so, yeah, I would just encourage like get in that quiet space in your, and like, let that exude into your life, whether that be on social media, whether that be in friend groups, whether that be in your relationships, whether that be with your family, anybody, like, let it be known that you, you know, know who you are and that nothing can shake that. So it doesn't matter. Like if you get like, five likes on a post, or if you get 5,000 likes on a post, you're still the same person. You still have this, you're still like in love with Jesus and Jesus still in love with you and nothing's going to change that, you know? Right. And so, yeah, I don't know. I guess that would just be like my biggest piece of advice. For yeah, for sure. I know. I agree. Uh, 
it's so hard. Um, like you said, like you found your identity in kind of that relationship that you had. And so yeah. I did the same thing with softball, just kind of finding my identity in that. And, and there's so many things that we can find our identity in nowadays, mm-hmm. like, you know, am I funny? Am I um, creative? Am I a social media influencer? Am I just a podcast maker? And so it's like, there's all these things we find our identity in when in reality, there's one person that we should find our identity in. And that's Jesus, obviously. Um, But it's so hard to actually do that. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, to everybody listening, this isn't us on a like a high horse saying that we've figured it out. Because I literally just like, I I also have not figured it out and it's a daily thing that's the oh whole God, point yes. of our walk with Christ is it is a daily battle to fight our yeah. fleshly desires and follow him and so yeah. like it's not just something you wake up and you're like all right my identity is Jesus like I don't have to worry about anything anymore <laughs> like no problems for me I'm just looking looking towards the future there's nothing going bad for me okay <laughs> but it is a daily walk and like one thing I've learned from working in the food industry is you meet a lot of people that are not nice and you meet a lot of people that are nice but for some reason those people that just like pull up and don't say hi before they start ordering or stuff like that it's like it it blinds you Mm -hmm. to be kind and genuine and so when the next person comes up if they're in a great mood, I'm in a bad mood from the person before. And so that's kind of like, it's kind of like your walk with Christ. Like, man, I failed yesterday. What's the point of trying? Or, you know, somebody said something to me yesterday and now I'm kind of back where I started. And it's that frustration of constantly, we find our validation and our identity in the things of this world when they're constantly fluctuating, they're constantly changing. And the one person that stays consistent is Jesus. And so that's the only reason that it, it, it is difficult and we're human and we struggle with that, but yeah. he's a constant. He's something yeah. that never changes. And that's what's, yeah. it's an easy concept, but a difficult thing to walk it out. Yeah, for sure. I think also like going on top of that, like <clears throat> going back to like how we were talking about like social media and stuff, like, I feel like, especially for women I lead a small group at my church of high school girls and something that's a common theme that um, a lot of young girls are struggling with is their beauty their identity and you know like um, a lot of them are seeking that validation from other people and getting let down especially like boyfriends and friends and you know they're getting let down left and right and you know something that you know that just came to my mind that was is so that was so reminded to me when I was in high school struggling with this and still struggle with this because I'm a girl (laughs) in in this world I struggle with this a lot um uh just like struggling with image and like your body and like your beauty and you know this is just such a common theme and you know in so many people and like struggling with this it's like beauty and you know your identity and who you are is it something you need to achieve is it is it's not something you go out and look for you know like i'm going to i just got to find who i am or i just got to like like i'm just learning who i am and yeah you're developing every day but developing in a sense of your essence your being is who god has created you to be you beauty isn't something that you go find beauty is who you are like your identity is not something you go find your identity in Christ is already rooted in you. 
And it's just about waking up and realizing that. And so like when you do like, you know, like working in the food in industry, I worked in the food industry too. And so you obviously meet people who may not be in the best mood that day and it kind of throws you off, but it's like, and there's not to say that that's not going to happen because we're all human and sometimes we're going to get thrown off and it's okay. We just got to pick it back up and yeah. start fresh. But, and there is grace for that. If that that's a word, there is grace for that. <laughs> but, um, it really is so rooted in, you know, especially for me, like um, just like struggling with like beauty or struggling with my identity or struggling with like image and like all these things, you know, it's like knowing that waking up every single day, this is such a discipline thing. This is something that doesn't come easy. You have to wake up and you have to choose to do this. Mm -hmm. So I wake up and I, you know, I remind myself, I get in my word and I remind myself and I pray and sit with the Lord. This, my identity, my beauty, who I am and who you created me to be is not something I have to go out and find. It's something that I am and it's rooted in my heart and no one can take that away. And I want to exude that in my day. I want to live that throughout my day that anyone I come in contact with would know who you are because of conversation and because of the way that like the light that I've carried is your light and not my own, you know? And so like that kind of helps with like when you do meet people who may not be in the best mood or when they kind of do throw you off a little bit, it's like, you know, no, like if this person is not in the best mood, I'm going to love them anyways. <laughs> and it's not the easiest thing to do, but it's also not very easy when you try to do it on your own. You know, it's like, let's invite Jesus into those situations. Let's invite Jesus into those conversations and allow him to do the work that we can't. And so, um, especially in the food industry, yes, <laughs> especially yes. with customer service, we, we need, we need a lot of that. <laughs> yes. And what's even worse is it's Chick-fil-A. So even when people yes. are rude to you, they expect you're you. like, my pleasure. It's yeah. Fine. <laughs> my pleasure. Like have a nice day. Like you didn't even ask me how I was doing. What if I, what if that was my last straw? What if I just yeah. started crying right there? What if, what if what I, would you I, do then? Like you, they, they don't know because they didn't care. And so yeah. one the other day, this girl pulls up and she's like, how's your night going? And I'm like, I'm so glad you asked. I'm really struggling. And she was like, she's like, she wait, just, uh... she was like, oh, I didn't expect that answer. And wait, I was like, workers have feelings? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, do you know how hard it is to just smile the whole time that somebody's just being rude to you? And I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, the, our conversation is a max of like 30 seconds. And in that 30 <laughs> seconds, you did not make eye contact with me once. I'm like, I'm like, I need human connection. I'm struggling yeah. here and you're not giving me anything. Yeah. Like seriously. Yeah. No, it's, no, it's, it's ridiculous. And it's definitely character building. Like I yeah. recommend everybody working in the food industry at least once because you earn a respect for yeah. it because you're just like, like and I did the same thing I, I you just trying to get to the point where the people that work at like the restaurants you go to are are yeah. just the people serving your food instead of actual people yeah and so that's why I re recommend <laughs> that um people work there so they kind of earn that respect because it's a lot harder than it looks especially at Chick-fil-A because then people are for real serious about their chicken and it's oh they are it's it's rough back there um anyways so before I go too much on a tangent about Chick-fil-A we got to start wrapping it up eventually unfortunately we do have to end the episode at one point um yes. but I have a lightning round of questions it's just three questions 
they're yeah. pretty they're pretty easy till the last one people kind of are like whoa so I'm excited to hear your answers on these okay so the first question is what is your favorite book right now my favorite book right now guys my book list is out the wazoo <laughs> but my favorite book currently is um ruthless elimination of hurry <laughs> by John Mark Comer. Mm. I literally just started it, guys. So, and I'm already loving it. It's definitely um, just allowing me to really see the beauty of slowing down, <laughs> yeah. um, which is something I'm not good at. <laughs> I'm such a fast paced, like go, go, go person. Mm -hmm. And so reading this book is literally so uncomfortable for me. <laughs> and so um, I recently just started it a couple days ago and just reading it. I am just so reminded of like <clears throat> the beauty of slowing down and, you know, even just like, um, sitting in my quiet space with the Lord a little longer, you know, just like creating more space for my day to just not be so rushed and so busy. And so whether that's like going to work and like leaving like 10 minutes earlier, just so I can drive and not be, you know, angry on the road. I'm like, okay, I gotta go, you know, <laughs> like just like having like a gentle spirit and what that really looks like. Um, and so it's been such a, like, good like strategic book for me to like practice in my day and so um and it's really helped like even waking up earlier and not you know putting my phone next to my bedside all the time to just get on it right before I go to bed and then when I wake up like it allows me to you know take my morning slow and like go to bed and like read my bible and not worry about like social media and like worrying about like all these other things that are just going to keep my mind racing so I love it highly recommend it's really good. It's helping me a lot so far. <laughs> yes. Yes. The messages at church, um, for the most part have been kind of like remaining at rest Yeah, and, um, just the importance of yes, work is good, but you also need to rest so that you can appreciate the work you do during the week, but yes. that's a whole conversation for another time. Yes, um, and then the next question is what's your favorite verse right now? Um, so my favorite, oh, I love this question. <laughs> my favorite verse. So kind of going off on like how we were talking um, about just like my story and everything, and just like how Jesus has just worked so beautifully in my story. Um, I've really held on to Psalms 139. Mm -hmm. And I actually, I wanted to kind of read over it um, to y'all too, just to kind of like let it soak and saturate this conversation. Mm -hmm. um, but just Psalms 139, one through 10, I've held on to the, these verses for so long, <laughs> like since everything, like through college and everything. And so um, it reads, you have searched me, Lord, you know me, you know, when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar, you discern my going out and my laying down. You are familiar with all my ways before a word is on my tongue, you Lord know it completely. You hem me in behind and before and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lawful for me to obtain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. And I have held on to this for so long because even coming out of that dark season of life um, where I just literally did not know who I was and like going through the motions of faith and, you know, you know, being disobedient to God and like turning to other things other than God through all of that, God was with me mm -hmm. he, and he went before me. And so he knew exactly what I was going to do. He knew the disobedience that would occur. He knew I would choose other things over him, but he was still with me and he was still before me rewriting my story. 
And so that was such a beautiful reminder to hold on to like every day, um, <clears throat> knowing that his hand was going to guide me and that he had already seen, you know, he's, he already knows what my life's going to look like, yeah. but he's still here with me now wanting to hear from me in this season, even though he already knows what I'm going to say, <laughs> he yeah. wants to know more. And so I'm like, oh, so beautiful. But that is my favorite, my favorite little chunk of Psalms 139. <laughs> yes, that is so good. That's so good. Every yes. time I'm on here, somebody tells a different verse that I have not heard of or heard recently. Uh-huh. So I love that question because it always gives me a good word for the day. Um, yeah. Okay. And the last question is, what is your favorite part of God's creation? Ooh, uh, oh my gosh. I love this. <laughs> um, I think my favorite part of God's creation is his people. I love his people. And um, I feel like I could say a lot of things, but um, I'm just such a people person. And I love like, even like conversations like this, I love sitting and learning, you know, your perspective of like this, of the story that you've walked through. I love hearing like, like the, what people have gone through and how the Lord has brought them out of that and how the Lord carried them through that. Like just hearing people's stories and getting to walk with them in it and, you know, mourn with them and rejoice with them. Like the fact that we are able to do that. And the fact that the Lord created us for community is such a prized thing to me. I think that's so beautiful. And so, yeah, I would just say his people. (laughs) Yes. That's, that's kind of how I am too. I love hearing, I think hearing somebody's testimony is that's one of my favorite parts, like in church, when somebody yeah. like a new preacher, uh, pastor would come or like a guest speaker, and they would share their story. Yeah. I have never heard a story that's the same. Now, a lot yeah. of the times when you're talking to a Christian, they're like, I was raised in a Christian home. But after yeah. that, every single but one, then. <laughs> but then all this stuff and all these things. And like, there, there's always a different story. And I love that. Because something yeah. I, I have always said is like, if, if, he didn't want us to share our stories. He'd make them the same. And I, and I just like live by that because I'm like, my story needs to be shared. Your story needs to be shared. The person, my neighbor needs like all of them. Everybody needs to share their story because it's so important in our journey with Christ. And also in the community we have, because you got to be vulnerable with the people around you in order to be accountable and, um, all these things. So yeah, I love that too. That's one of my favorite things as well. Oh, yes. I love it so much. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so, so, so much for being on the podcast. Like I genuinely have had such a great time and I'm so glad you were on it. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. What a blessing, a blessing to my Saturday morning. Oh my gosh. I I love it. I'm excited for this episode to come out and all the people that are going to get to hear it. Cause I know this is going to be, I mean, this was a great thing for me as well. So I'm glad you talked about this because I feel like every time I have an episode, somebody's talking to something I struggled with. So I'm like, Mm, yeah, I love it. And so it's, so it's awesome. So anyways, thank you so much for listening or being on here and everybody. Thank you so much for listening or watching or whatever you decided to do today. And (laughs) I'm really glad you guys joined us, um, on this pretty awesome conversation we've had. And I hope you have a great rest of your week and that you're a light for the Lord in everything you do and be the reason someone smiles today. You never know who needs it, especially if you work in the food industry, especially. Yes. (laughs) Yes. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. And bye. Bye.